Did you know that the original Final Fantasy creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi, made a spiritual successor to that legendary series called Fantasian for Apple Arcade, and every level in the game is a handmade, physical miniature model. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing, and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today at sifter.com.au forward slash arcade for a one month free trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. This offer is for new subscribers only $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. Sifter.com.au Hey and welcome to Mainstream by Sifter. Mainstream is Sifter's review podcast with a team at sifter.com.au and guests discuss their experiences playing a variety of games. My name is Gianni and my guest on this episode is Edmund Tran, Managing Editor of Games Hub. G'day Ed. How you going Gianni? Really, really good and really interested to hear your thoughts uh, about this game which I think is fair to say is probably one of the most controversial uh, releases from this particular developer we've had in a long time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we're talking about a game that's old, it's new again, that classic PlayStation 3 hit game from Naughty Dog, The Last of Us, is getting its own native PlayStation 5 remake with some flashier graphics, some key new features, but is it worth picking up The Last of Us Part 1? Before we get into that, let's find out what's been making the news this week on Sifter's news podcast, Walkthrough. Join the Sifter community on Discord. At sifter.com.au forward slash discord. Now, Ed, what is The Last of Us Part 1? All right, so remember that hit 2013 game from the PlayStation 3 called The Last of Us, which got, which got a remaster for the PlayStation 4? Uh, it now has a third remaster version. Well, it's not really a remaster. It's supposedly been rebuilt from the ground up for the PlayStation 5 using all the bells and whistles that Naughty Dog have sort of developed over the past you know few games and years with all their like high-tech motion capture and rigging stuff. Uh, it takes advantage of a lot of PlayStation 5 features like 3D audio and DualSense technology. Um, and it also adds a lot of new stuff like accessibility options. Um, but essentially, this is the same story. It's the same game as you may have played once or twice, or in my case, in your case, probably multiple times. Um, but it's a lot prettier. In, 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 or in certain instances, it's a lot prettier. Like, you might not realize that it's a lot prettier unless you like look at side by side screenshots but trust naughty dog it's apparently it's apparently it's a lot prettier um yeah and and interestingly they've made some like stylistic changes as well not just it's prettier but like one of the big things of the pitch of this game was that they've gone and reused some of the original performances um, but now they've got high fidelity uh, capture so it's supposed to be more true but some of the actors and the characters in the game just look completely different now they just look completely different yeah there's a lot more detail in the faces there's a lot of um yeah i guess i think like i said before it's really hard to to tell whether this has been changed or not especially if you know the only um reference point you have is what's in your head um it's kind of like oh this, this just looks like how it does. Um, but there are certain instances where like tears will stream from people's faces. They'll be sweating or like Joel will, will yell and like you'll see spit flying from his mouth. That, that, then that's when you're like, oh, okay, they put uh, way more work into these character models. Um, but to what end, you know, 
uh, I guess that's debatable. Um, yeah, like what, what what did you think of it so far? Um, I think it is. Uh, I, it's a tricky game. It is a tricky game to explain <laughs> because I think the game itself, if you take it on its merits, if you'd never come yep. into it and you played this game, this would easily be a game that would be a ten out of ten game for the year. If this was the for first sure, time yeah. anyone had ever played The Last of Us, absolutely right. And it's still extremely fun. They've done a lot to improve the way that you actually play the game. So um, some of the improvements, I don't know if you've ever gone back into the PlayStation 4 version, but they made quite a few improvements in the way they actually use the controls um, throughout uh, the Last of Us series. And a lot of those changes that were implemented in The Last of Us Part 2 are now part of this game as well. So it actually feels like a better game to play uh, in terms of actually playing it. But in terms of a, a game for people who have played this series and may be familiar with it, I'm curious as to whether or not there's enough there for you in order to go and buy another copy of this game, especially for players who have got um, a PlayStation 5, which you play this on, and it comes as part of the PS Plus collection. The PlayStation 4 version is like included. So, you know, it's entirely likely that if you had that nostalgic itch to play this game, you probably fired it up anyway when you got your PlayStation 5 because it was a bunch of free PlayStation 4 games that came Yeah, out. exactly. So yeah. It's, it's a quirky spot for it to be in. But what I think is really good about it is, you know, that, that fun, that, you know, some of that core gameplay, um, you know, the third person action, you know, you're managing your resources and stuff like that. You know, it is really fun and it's really compelling. The performances in it are amazing. And, you know, I couldn't help. You know, there is very emotional scenes as part of this game yeah. um, and you're feeling these things and you, that, that character that they've captured there um, really hits you. And I felt the same feelings that I felt the first time playing it. And I didn't feel that the same time that I've replayed it on the PlayStation 4 very recently, earlier this year. So, you know, it's kind of a tricky one, but I know... It's hard not to be cynical about why why this game is out because, you know, uh, Sony is making a big push into TV and film. Um, they're about to put out the Last of Us TV series, um, which is going to come, I think, early next year. Um, so it makes sense that you want to have this game ready for, you know, your Christmas sales and all of that sort of stuff for the PlayStation. Um, yeah, I, I, it is... Uh, on the one hand, extremely good value game. It's a you know, it's a great game if this was a PlayStation Vita game that came out. But with the context of everything else, it's kind of a tricky game to recommend for people who have played it before. Yeah, it is. Look, it is nice to see it in a whole new light. And then you know, if you were like a Last of Us super fan, this is a great way to replay it and revisit those memories. I'll say it's especially the last time I played Last of Us Part One was immediately before Part Two. So this is my first time revisiting Part One uh, with the knowledge of everything that happens in Part Two and sort of. It's kind of like flicking through an old photo book, except it's like really vivid. It's not through rose-scented glasses anymore. It's like it's it's more realistic than you ever imagined. And it's it, it gets you like in a weird spot emotionally. Well, get me in, got me in a weird spot emotionally. Um, but I think I think where I landed on it is that you know all of this stuff is is, is just super nice. You know, all the new performances are super nice. Um, seeing faces smooshed together is great. You know, and left behind. You know. And last of us, I've just still they still hold up incredibly well. Um, you know, I think I think it's it's been a bit weird to go back to Joel. Um, he plays a little more clunkier than than the uh, sort of more agile Ellie. But um, I think where I land on it is that at the end of the day, when I think about the Last of Us and how great it was, I don't necessarily think about the environments or the character models. I think about more the performances i think about the story and i think about sort of those um i guess those combat moments and all of those things they were always there they were always present and this new one doesn't change that at all it makes it i guess uh more palatable to revisit um 
but it doesn't create any new memories of The Last of Us for me. Oh, look at that. Would you play this before? No. But I had a friend that knew everything about this game. Apparently, there's this character called Angel Knives who'd... What was it? She'd punch a hole through your stomach before kicking your head off. I was never a big fan of these things. I wish I could play it. I think the biggest advantage of this game um, is the fact that it has that whole suite of accessibility features, which is the biggest thing, I think. And, I, you know, for people who could never access this game before, there are a lot of really tunable um, things you can do. You can change the ability of the lock-on. You can change how much you want it to lock on. You can decide whether or not you want to have certain button presses to be holds or do they want to just press it once and then it fires. Do you want to complete all of your, you know, quick time tasks, uh, quick time events sort of button pressing things. All of that sort of stuff can be adjusted to in a scale that is, I think, that is the bar of where we sort of expect these big AAA games to be. And really they've, they've lifted it to that point because The Last of Us did such an, The Last of Us Part 2, for example, did an excellent job with this and they brought that over. So for me, that is a really key part of this, that if it does allow people to go and play more of it. And I'll tell you, it's an interesting conversation when we're talking about graphics and things like that. Um, I don't know what your experience of playing games are, but I have really moved more into the portable space. You know, the Switch is the game <laughs> console that I play the most of if I'm having fun. And um, The Last of Us Part 2 using those accessibility features. I played entirely on remote play on That's my incredible. phone with a PlayStation <laughs> 4 controller. Uh, so my PlayStation was not in front of the TV and I was just playing it remotely. And because it, you know, there is a little bit of lag, some of those accessibility features actually made it really playable um, and gave me that bit of space to finish the story. Um, you know, it's not the sort of um, game that I was like, okay, I want to make sure I get through a, a perfect run or whatever. It's a story game, essentially. And I've been able to do the same thing with The Last of Us part one um so for me um you know people who are like love their steam deck and all of their remote play stuff like i can yeah. see this being like an excellent game for playing remotely using some of those features to adjust your play style um you know does that sell 4k tvs probably <laughs> not because i play on like an old iphone success but you know it's that's one of these things that i think is you know, as it was meant to be played <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, Scorsese would be proud of me. Um, yeah, so yeah. I don't know if there's anything like that. You you dug into that accessibility. Um, uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite of you. Like, I, I love my Switch, but I play it docked all the time. I feel like I'm uh, acutely uh, sensitive to, like, graphical imperfections, and I always want the best experience. You know, even even though I just said, you know, like, the graphics don't really make a new experience here. They, they are very pretty. But the accessibility stuff does help um obviously it helps a whole bunch of people who might not have a chance to play the game they added a whole bunch of new stuff which i thought was really impressive like audio descriptions um for the for the dialogue and the whole thing where um you can feel the words being spoken through the vibration of the jewel stands i thought that was really cool bill blasts the clicker's head off ellie closes the window We'll make it fast. Bill moves to a crashed truck. Infected shape double doors. Grab this. Bill and Ellie keep shelving in front of the doors. Please tell me you're done. Bill lifts the hood. Tim? What? Guys! Bill, where to? Uh, Bill, where? Anywhere but here. You made a haul ass. Come on. Joel urges Ellie away from the shelf. You, you always say, you know, when you make things accessible to everyone, you know, it, it, it kind of introduces features that might not have sort of been too obvious for regular players too. So um, 
like Last of Us 2, I was using the um, the high contrast um, mode to see collectible items in the environment. A bit of a cheat, but I don't like to leave anything behind, so that was great. And I also found um, this little mode that uh, has a persistent crosshair on your screen, which helps with motion sickness, which is great for me because I'm literally like, you know, I'm like less than a meter away from my 4K screen trying to soak in all the graphics and I'm making myself motion sick. So that crosshair was very useful. Um, so yeah, those accessibility options are definitely worthwhile. And if you haven't played Last of Us and you can make use of these things, you know, that that's great. You know, that's that's worth the, the cost of entry alone. Um, I did come across a few weird things about this game. Um, some of the pathing, I don't know if you came across as you were playing. There were moments where I ran into um, Ellie and she just jammed me into a corner and I couldn't <laughs> move past her at all. And it just was stuck there. I was like trying to move around. Um, I also came across a very strange moment where the first time you pick up a shiv uh, in the game, um, there's like a little... Uh, you know, cut scene sort of thing, scripted sequence where you, you pick up the shiv, kind of look at it and it gives you the little tutorial. This is how you can take people out silently. Um, but I came at it from a slightly wrong angle but still managed to pick up the item. So for ages, Joel just kind of stood there for like 30s and I could see people patrolling in the background because I could move the camera around. I'm like, oh man, I'm done. I'm going to get shot here like for sure. So there's a few of those little quirks in there. Did you come across anything like that when you were playing? I didn't come across any of that. Um, but I did notice that the pathing behavior has changed quite a bit. Um, it sounds like for for the worse in your your instance, but also for the better. Because I think one of my um, my uh, my my most vivid memories of playing Last of Us for the first time was sneaking in um, quiet areas and having Ellie bolt out from across the level right in front of all the enemies to to like come with you, come behind the cover with you. And they've definitely changed a lot of that, which I noticed immediately. Um, but it sounds like that may have its own issues. Um, yeah. yeah, that was a bit of a game-breaking moment when this, you know, clicker is walking around and you're stalking, <laughs> you're trying to get through and they just run straight past the, yeah. past the clicker and they don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, I, what do you, where do you think you land on this game? Because it is, as I said, you know, a game that I think a lot of people could get a lot of enjoyment out of. There is that particular nostalgia factor as well. If you want something to test out your PlayStation 5, I think there's definitely um, some yeah. value there. It supports all the variable refresh rates. You know, you can have this, the performance mode, you can do the, um, or you can do the, you know, the pretty mode. I can't, I can't yeah. remember the quality mode. I can't remember exactly what it's called. Um, you know, so you could actually use it to test your, um, you know, your setup, make it look really nice. But is it worth it? <laughs> I think like we've been saying, like if you haven't played The Last of Us before, like it's absolutely worth jumping in with this one to sort of get the best experience possible and sort of see what everyone's been talking about. You know, despite it being an old game, it like we said, it still holds up very well. Obviously, there are a lot more people who played video games um since since ten years ago. And, you know, they they should experience something like The Last of Us, which was a you know, a, a bit of a landmark um project that sort of has many imitators since. Um for myself, I probably wouldn't have picked it up straight away if I were not reviewing it. But, you know, being a Last of Us fan, I would have come back to it eventually. Um, it is nice to replay it. And I still, like we've been saying, like all those moments still hit really well. Like, you know, the first 20 minutes still brings a tear to my eye. A lot of those those moments, um, those those tense sort of uh, uh, thriller moments, like in Pittsburgh when you first crash the car, um, those still hit really well. Um, and the, the focus combat systems and the, those mechanics still feel great. You know, like there hasn't really been a ton of stuff like The Last of Us. Um, still a great game. Um, 
<laughs> but like, I think, yeah, it's it's tricky. Like, you know, those things have always been there. Those things have always been there. But yes, it's, I guess it's all about whether you have a PlayStation Five and you want to test it. You want to see some spit and sweat and blood. Um, yeah. Or you know, then again, accessibility, of course, hundred percent, very useful, um, very valuable. It is a very tricky one. Like I, you know, I find myself going back and forth, being like, "Oh, this is so fantastic," and it's like, "Really, really though? Like, was this any of this necessary?" It's so yes. tricky. Yeah, it it is. It is. It is. A, it is a. Yeah, exactly. This is one of the hardest games to review, I think, this year, um, because I think the accessibility feature for certain people will be a game changer. You know, the fact that the that a studio like Naughty Dog and you know PlayStation have gone really strongly into this area makes a big difference to a lot of people's lives um and it also as you said there are those features which can um you know be picked up by everyone and they don't realize that that is a f- accessibility feature and it makes everyone's game experience better so you know for that reason i think it is really good but you know it, yeah it, would, would i have raced out and got it on day one yeah. I am a bit of a last of a sucker, so maybe I would would have done. Uh, but you know, but it wouldn't would, be the like as a, as a value proposition. It's 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 a bit of a tricky one for sure. Hard to say that anywhere with games. Anyway, like it's That's it's true. a piece of it's a piece of art. You know what I would say that is if you have access to it in another format, which if you have a PlayStation Five, you do. Um, yeah. You know you're probably not losing a huge amount by replaying the PlayStation 4 version. They did do a lot to improve the um, the graphics on that. You know, they used the cinematic models um, in that from the PlayStation 3 game and improved some a lot of the stuff there. It's not going to look as pretty as a big 4K, you know, 60 FPS uh, game that you've yeah. got on your screen. Um, but it is, if you're playing it for the story, then there's a lot there to enjoy. Um, yeah. But And look, look, the PlayStation 4 version still looks great. Still looks great. Still looks great. Yeah, and I think the one advantage I would say as well is um, I think the readability of the landscape and the levels is better than it was in the old game because the old game felt in parts a little bit muddy and I often yeah. remembered sort of wandering around and then you'd, you'd quite often get that little thing that popped up saying, would you need a hint? Um, and that does occur in this, but it doesn't happen as much because you kind of can see a lot clearer where you're supposed to be going. And that's probably the advantage of, you know, what, 10 years of... Know, yeah. almost 10 years of game design now yeah they've improved their ability to make the game be, be readable so you know there's lots in it that is there but i don't know it's it's a tricky one it's a good game but should you buy it it's up to you it's hard to say <laughs> i've never felt more anything about to you. yeah yeah i'm not well i've never felt like so torn about it you know i think the the, the challenge is yes it's it's very easy to see this as a an opportunity yeah. to sell more playstations um, which great, yeah. It's, More power it's to very them. easy to see this as a product first and foremost, rather yeah. than a piece of work because that piece of work already exists in multiple formats. In in a format that's already accessible on the PlayStation Five that's as well. Right, so yeah. you know, it's not like it wasn't ported across at all, and there was no way to play it. And there's like archi- archival aspects to it from that's you know right. from a cultural work perspective. Um, but it's still fun. It's still a great game. <laughs> you know, like when all said and done, it's it's still a great game, and I still rate it highly. Um, but yeah, <laughs> any final thoughts um, on on The Last of Us? Any uh, moments that really stuck out to you that you thought, "Oh, hang on, this is a this is a very different experience." You mentioned the blood, the sweat, the tears. Yeah, the blood, sweat, and tears, and I think um, yeah, definitely the, co- the the combat encounters can sometimes be, I think, a little bit more heart pumping than I remember. I think the AI has certainly improved. Um, uh, that that sort of that clunky survival feel um, still feels great, and I it is nice to revisit that stuff. 
Um, especially, uh, again, especially in the wake of Last of Us Part Two, knowing everything that happens, being able to revisit all these little moments and sort of see how that stuff may come to grow um, is heartbreaking and amazing to see all at the same time. Um, I'm, I don't know if I have a popular opinion here, but I think the storyline in Last of Us Part Two. It's never clicked for me. It was a fun game, but never quite clicked. And this is a game that is very logically consistent, works its way the whole way through. Yes. You understand all the motivations for it. Um, so for that purposes, it's definitely worth a replay. Um, and, you know, yeah, as I said, maybe it's one you pick up a bit later down the track. Maybe you can get it on, on a deal or, you know, maybe you pick it up first day and you want to really test your specs. Yeah, I, f- I found this is a real 50-50. <laughs> it's hard to, <laughs> hard to recommend, hardest game to sort of say this for. Um, but, yeah, it is... It's a good fun game, but is it worth buying? Don't know. Hard, hard to say. Um, that's The Last of Us Part 1. Uh, it's developed by Naughty Dog, and thanks to PlayStation Australia for providing us a copy for review. This is Mainstream. So this has been Mainstream, the Sifter's review podcast. My name is Gianni. You can read a written version of this review on the Sifter website. There's a link in the show notes. So head to uh, that or go to sifter.com.au. Ed, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, Where can people find your work online? You can find me on Twitter at Edmund Tran, and you can also visit gamesup.com for most of my work. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the mainstream theme music. Sifter is produced by Nicholas Kennedy, Kyle Paletto, Fiona Bartholomew, Daniel Ang, and Adam Christou. Mitch Lowe is our senior producer, and my name is Gianni DiGiovanni, and I'm the executive producer. Thanks to Omni Studio for their support of Sifter's three podcasts. Until next time, have fun. Did you know that the original Final Fantasy creator Hironobu Sakaguchi made a spiritual successor to that legendary series called Fantasian for Apple Arcade and every level in the game is a handmade physical miniature model. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today at sifter.com.au forward slash arcade for a one month free trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. This offer is for new subscribers only $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. 